I felt like I failed in some way to, to be a human <laughs> um, by admitting I needed a help from a pull. And it was just a mess. Eventually I admitted, but you know what, I might need this pull. I might need these antidepressants, right? <laughs> if I wasn't on antidepressants, I don't think I would have been able to summon all the courage in me to actually tell my mom, I'm going. And that conversation was hard, even on antidepressants. So for me personally, I feel like antidepressants is not a lifetime solution, but it is a tool that I used so that I could gain the clarity to work on the root cause of the issues and now eventually get off the pole. You've been through shit. We've all been through shit. We have had traumatic childhoods. We have had um, stress and emotional traumas. If you need the fucking antidepressants, you need it. Welcome to Refreshingly Human, a podcast for the black sheep, the rebels, the changemakers, a space for you to feel like you are not alone in your experiences and to just validate your emotions and be there for you by sharing my own experiences as well as experiences of many guests who join us on the show. If you ever have an interest of being on my show, reach out and we'll see. You might just make it. <laughs> all right. So today we are talking all things antidepressants, my experience with antidepressants. And I actually just came off them three weeks ago. <laughs> we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. So in many of my episodes, I talk about a time in my life when I was at the most, like my anxiety was just so high I couldn't function normally and I know I used the normally fast normal the term normally fast and loose because you know the I I would say I couldn't function at any at my best let's just say that <laughs> um but yeah so there was a time um uh, time in my life where I couldn't function at my best and uh, it was actually when I left my religion, when I left my lifetime religion for the first time. And oh my gosh, when you leave a lifetime religion, a religion that's been indoctrinated into you from birth, a religion that was your reality, was your whole world, that meant everything to you. When you leave it, it's fucking traumatic. And you know what? If you want, I can extend on that in another episode. Let me know if that interests you and I will go into more details about the trauma that comes with leaving a lifetime religion. Uh, but today I want to focus on the anxiety side and the depressant side and how I came to be on anti the antidepressants. Okay, great. So yes, that the, the time that my anxiety was the highest was when I actually left my religion. And I left my religion, but I was still living with my very religious family and with my very religious mother. Uh, and the anxiety stemmed from living this double life. So I couldn't openly be not religious because it was going to risk a lot more in my life at that moment. I was I was coming out of a marriage. I just came out of a marriage that didn't work. Uh, I was just hit with this truck of leaving my religion. I was living with my very religious and kind of controlling, which comes with the religious mindset, uh, mother, uh, no diss to her, um, you know, <laughs> that 
it's just a generational thing and we are breaking those patterns y'all so we are breaking those patterns <laughs> but yes um and i had to live this very very double life so i'll tell you a story right i there, there was an extent where my car my car was filled with hijabs skirts and jackets to cover myself up when i go back into the home with my mother and I used to feel so torn between this decision to hide because I was in my late 20s at that age. I came out of a marriage. I was living a very adult life for a very long time. And then I was put back into being treated like a child, treated like someone who needed to be controlled, treated like an object. And I couldn't really just take the hijab off without it becoming a huge thing. So I was still wearing the hijab back then. Uh, I was living this very, very loose double life because I also was, I was also getting tired of hiding at that point because I just felt it was so ridiculous to be that age and have to hide my own principles and belief. But at the same time, it was so hard being open about it. And this caused so much anxiety to the point where I couldn't function like on an average level. And so even like, getting in my car, knowing where I was going, having driven so much to that place before, my mind would go with all these weird questions like, oh my God, what if I get lost? I've been there before. What if I don't find parking? What if I have to take a U-turn? And all these what ifs that anxiety causes us to have. And later on, I actually found out there's a term for this and it's called catastrophizing. Oh my God, I can't say that word. Catastrophizing, <laughs> which is something I tend to do a lot. Um, and yeah, so I didn't know that's what I was doing back then. And I had physical symptoms of anxiety. Um, so I would get chest pains. Um, I would feel it in my chest. I would have like these intense tension headaches you know like just at the base of your head it would be so bad um I couldn't sleep I wasn't sleeping properly uh, I was always tired I was always anxious it was just a nightmare so I went to the doctors and psychologists and both of them recommended antidepressants at that time now you all know that there is a stigma between behind taking antidepressants. And also having come from that religious background, I always heard my mom saying things like, you don't need antidepressants, you just need to pray more. <laughs> Which, um, not the best advice, to be honest. But as I had left the religion, I didn't have this idea that I just had to pray more. But I still had a bit of stubbornness behind taking the antidepressant itself. I felt like I was giving up by taking this pull. I felt like, um, I felt like I failed in some way to, to be a human <laughs> um, by admitting I needed a help from a pull. So stubbornly, I told the doctor no. And then what ended up happening is things just, things just got fucking worse, you know? I actually ended up missing a very important exam due to this anxiety I got lo I did get lost on my way to an exam to a place that I've been to before and I ended up being late and they don't let people in late for exams. I ended up not graduating that year and it was just a mess. Eventually I admitted 
you know what? I might need this pull. I might need these antidepressants, right? And so I, I, I went to the doctor. They prescribed me something, which was pretty, well, the doctors say pretty mild. Um, and I hate, I hate when they use that because they diagnosed me with mild depression and mild anxiety. And I'm like in my head, what the fuck you mean mild? I can't even fucking do anything right now. Right? I feel like doctors should, you know, maybe on a medical level, this is mild, but please don't tell your, don't tell your patients that because you're minimizing their experience by using the word mild. And it did not fucking feel mild to me at all. You know, I just told you I missed a fucking exam because of it. It was insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so I started taking these antidepressants. And the first two weeks of taking these antidepressants was a nightmare. And the doctors warn you that it's going to be a nightmare. So if anyone out there is planning to start taking antidepressants, I would say make sure you let somebody in your close circle know that you're taking them, which I did back then, thankfully. And make sure you have people you can call out to. Because things get so much worse before they get better. And you got to brace yourself for those two weeks. Uh, the doctors and my therapist both gave me a lot of advice to get me through that that two weeks. And I'm not going to give advice on this podcast because I'm not a doctor or psychologist. Um, but definitely speak to your doctor, speak to your psychologist and have confidence. Have someone you can confide in nearby so that you, you know, if you are like... I know like with my experience and some other people's experience, the antidepressant in the first two weeks can't even make you feel suicidal. It, it just, while stabilizing your serotonin levels, it can really fuck with your brain. <laughs> so be prepared. It gets worse, but then it gets better. Then it gets better. So yeah, so the first two weeks were crazy. And then eventually something, something magical happened to me after that. I didn't start feeling like the happiest person in the world, no. But the brain fog started to lift. And that was the most liberating thing that ever happened to me because I needed to be able to think clearly, to be able to get me out of the situation I was in, which at the time felt impossible. Dude, it's, I was living with my religious family. I was living a double life. I was a female in a Muslim home where we weren't even, women weren't even allowed to travel alone, yet alone do what I did, which I'll get to. <laughs> but women were not even allowed to travel alone. Um, you know, I, it was, it was just such a restrictive environment I was living in. And I had these big dreams, like when I was a little kid, like these big dreams are not new to me. When I was a little kid, I would stay out. Uh, we lived on the ocean. And I would stay out at the horizon and I would dream about traveling to the, to the rest of the world, seeing the world, just getting out of this little bubble that we were living in. That was a dream of mine. That was something I aspired to do, you know? And I didn't, obviously, for a long time. I got married. Um, for seven years, I didn't even travel because we had huge financial problems in that marriage. And I hadn't traveled for seven years. Um, once I actually left the religion, I'm going a bit off topic here, but this is a fun story. So bear with me. <laughs> once I actually left the religion, um, 
I was I was dating my now husband. We did the whole long distance thing. And again, if you want to hear about that on another episode, let me know. We'll dig deep into my long distance relationship with my now husband, which is a great story. Um, but yeah, we were we were doing the whole long distance thing. We hadn't met in reality. And after about so seven years left the marriage, after about eight years, I had my first overseas trip in eight fucking years and it was magical and it just brought back that travel bug in me and when I came back from the UK that was when I became even more hungry to travel and to get away I tasted freedom when I went to the UK I tasted freedom I taste I had a look at what life could be like for me when I was away from all the restrictions and I wanted that and because I was on the antidepressants, um, I was able to think clearly and start making my plan to get away. So this is what I would say. When, when I started taking the antidepressants and they actually kicked in properly and started working, my mind settled and I could actually begin, on concentra- begin concentrating on just healing and focusing on what my brain needed to do so we kind of have like you know people always talk about the fight or flight um response to anxiety and of course I feel like uh, I know on one of the episodes with our CBT practitioner we spoke about the four there's four of them fight flight um I can't remember the other two go back to the episode Sarah tells us all about them (laughs) she's so good so we, we have this fight or flight and all the others <laughs> reactions to a situation. And mine was basically, I needed to get out of the situation to be able to live my life. I've seen what it looked like. I've tasted it and I wanted it even more. And now I have the clarity of brain to focus on going and getting that thing I wanted, which was to get away. And going back to the point that I was living in a Muslim home and it was impossible well obviously we know now it's not impossible but it felt impossible back then for me to achieve these dreams right and looking back at my life now I'm a firm believer that things unravel in a in a way that's almost magical in a way as if it was just meant to fucking be right and in that moment when I was planning an escape route um Teaching English on, on not online, sorry, teaching English to foreigners became an opportunity for me, um, and I started um, started studying this online. You know, getting my TEFL certificate online, looking for jobs, uh, and I actually someone came into my life, and and she was a classmate of mine. She had actually she and her husband had actually taught English in Istanbul, I think, for a year. And I got into contact with her and that's where the whole idea just came to be. And she told me how she went there and I looked up the agency and I applied. I got my certificate, I landed the job. I told I told one of my brothers that I was going to be going to Istanbul. And he was like the most liberate, liberal of them all. And he had, I don't think, maybe I'm assuming here, but I don't think he had seen anyone do this before. So I remember that he told me that they won't allow me to go. And if I wasn't on antidepressants, I don't think I would have been able to summon all the courage in me to actually tell my mom 
I'm going. And that conversation was hard, even on antidepressants. So that's one thing I want to stress. Antidepressants are not a fucking magic spell. You're still going to have to do the work. But the thing is, you are going to be in a more clear mindset to be able to do the work. And that is why I was able to actually go and approach my mother with all the scaredness in the world, all the fear, rip that band-aid and say, I got a job in Istanbul and I'm going. And sat there, took all the verbal abuse that came with it. Um, that band-aid was ripped. I was still going, no matter what was said, I was still going. <laughs> and um, then I went on to tell the rest of my family who were actually really supportive of me going to Istanbul. I don't know if they all knew this at the time, but my intention when I left the country to go to Istanbul was that I was never going to come back to live in the country. So obviously I go back to South Africa to visit my family, but my intention was to never go back again. And so far, so good. <laughs> so yeah, so antidepressants allowed me to, to make the moves that I had to make, but not just... That was just the first thing I had to do. I had to move out of my home. I had to start a new life. And there were so many other things that would keep coming up that I had to focus on. But because I was on the antidepressants, I was able to focus on these things with more clarity and eventually reach a point of building what I call my house of confidence, which is the woman you see right now in front of you, right? Um, someone who's just so kick-ass confident and, you know, can even even call herself that and you know no one can actually penetrate my confidence or break that confidence down for me because it's mine and I built it up and I worked so hard for it and I just want to touch on a few things that I had to actually address while I was on on the antidepressants because for me personally I feel like antidepressants is not a lifetime solution but it is a tool that I used so that I could gain the clarity to work on the root cause of the issues and now eventually get off the pole. Um, and I, I can understand that there's many different types of mental health illnesses. And, you know, some, some people might not be able to get off their medication due to the severity of their conditions, which is, you know, again, we do not shame what people need to do for their mental health, whether it is taking the antidepressants, whether it is not taking the antidepressants, we do not shame it. Your, it's your choice at the end of the day. It's your power. And this is my experience with it. But yes, these are the few things that I was actually I actually managed to concentrate on, to work through, to go for go to therapy for, to develop my own tools for, so that I could become the woman that I am. And just just to name a few is yes, I managed to leave my religious family behind go to a new country, live in that new country for two glorious years, move to another country, go for counseling consistently, work through social anxiety, work through my perfectionism, work through my fear of authority. Whoa, fear of authority. I mean, I think black sheeps can relate to have having a fear of authority, right? <laughs> um, work through my relationship with my mother, work through feeling like the villain in people's lives. Uh, you know, and, and that these are all the many, many things I was able to work through while on the pole. And now that I'm off the pole, I 
I have these tools to manage my anxiety in a healthy way. So of course, anxiety, it doesn't go away. And getting off the pull again is very similar to getting on the pull. Not, not as bad, to be honest. But like, you can, I could feel the symptoms of anxiety creeping back into my life. I could feel myself catastrophizing a lot more again. But now that I'm more aware of it, the moment I realize what it is, what's going on, where it's coming from, I'm able to use my tools and work through it. I have a support system who are just so fucking amazing that I can actually go to them when I'm feeling at my height of anxiety. And I could say like, I just need a day to not talk about it, not focus on anything that's stressing me out and just have fun. And my crew is there for me. It's just amazing to be in that space where you can reach out to people in that way, where you have that support system, where you have your tools and life is just so much better. So yeah, that is my experience with antidepressants. And what I want to leave you with is if you need the pull, you need it. There's no shame in it. The antidepressant pull not the birth control pull. I mean, same, same, same situation. <laughs> if you need it, you need it, right? <laughs> I mean, you've been through shit. We've all been through shit. I'll, we have had traumatic childhoods. We have had um, stress and emotional traumas. If you need the fucking antidepressant, you need it. At the same time, if you're firmly against it, that's fine too. We need to find what works for us to be able to get through what we need to get through without the shame. And if you are having experiences with antidepressants that are weighing you down, find a support system, find other people you can talk to, speak to your doctors, speak to your therapist, and get the help you need. And, you know, just know that my story is here for you as well. If it, if it makes you feel any better, if it, it gives you any comfort in your experience, I hope it does. But yeah, that, that is it. That is my story with antidepressants. Next week, I am going to be doing an amazing episode that I'm so excited about. So I haven't been to South Africa in three years because of COVID and shit. And I'm going home in December. And I'm so excited because I haven't seen everyone in such a long time. And at the same time, I know that I need to mentally prepare myself for certain what if situations and catastrophizing that I might do and just to protect my house of confidence which I built up and in next week's episode we're going to be diving into the mental work that needs to be done when we go home for the holidays uh, so black sheep rebels you know what I'm talking about come and join me on next week's episode and we'll work through it together so that we can all have a happy holiday with our family so if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and review. Your reviews help us really spread our message to a lot more Black Sheep Rebels and Changemakers. That is what we want. We want to be the go-to go podcast for Black Sheep Rebels and Changemakers. Because guys, I got you. And yeah, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye!